What's going on? Welcome back to Sportsmanlike Conduct. We got Matt, Mike, and Cole back with you this week. Let's get into it, boys. Woo. All right. So, uh, Texans offense. How? What are we thinking about it? They made some moves since we last talked. Yeah, some uh, moves. They lost the best receiver in the league. Then they signed John it. Watson's on the ropes. Yeah, then they traded yeah. for like an overpaid, okay it, receiver. They traded for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, who's uh, and they, not nearly a replacement for um, yeah. for DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. If they wanted to pay for a receiver, why did they just pay DeAndre Hopkins? He's the best receiver in the league. Arguably the best receiver in the league. They traded him. Yeah, no, They traded him because he wanted money. So they go out and trade for Brandon Cooks, who's like – He's ready. not going to be Deshaun Watson's favorite target. No. You have – You know, Brandon Cooks is a talented receiver, but I, it's kind of – it's interesting how he's just bounced around. Yeah. You know, you'd think a team would lock him up. Yeah. Saints, Pats, Rams, now Texans. But he's I a good receiver. I think it's kind of interesting because, like, I mean, obviously you keep the best wide receiver in the league. Like, don't be a fr- fucking idiot. But, like, it's a different style of offense now because all of a sudden – I feel like the Texans got really upset with the fact that their best weapon was always – like, whenever someone faces the Texans, they know put your best safety on the Andre Hopkins, and then that's pretty much, like, their offense locked out. They never really had a good running game. Sean Watson's a mo- mobile quarterback, so I guess you worry about that. But then you have, like, you have like A-plus receiver and then B-minus receiver, and that's kind of all you have to worry about, and the mobile quarterback. So now all of a sudden – his but, like – Deshaun Watson's wide receivers now are a lot more spread out of like B to B plus range. I feel like with Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, um, and then they're running. Ga- I, the one point that messes that up is the fact that they traded for David Johnson, who blows because he gets injured and he's overpaid. Well, I see what you mean. They they're like they fixed their issue, but they did it in like the crappiest way possible. Right. Like they now they out, now the defense can't say, "Oh, we're only going to cover this receiver because everyone else is a deadbeat," and then they don't have a running game, so we don't have to put anyone in the box. Now they got a good good running back, and their receivers are more evenly spread and talented, so maybe it'll be harder to match up against them. And they save some cap room for if they have any issues this year with a young team. I don't know. So, Brandon Cooks is what's Brandon Cooks's cap hit like twenty one million or something like that. It's not as big as DeAndre Hopkins's would be, or is. <laughs> I'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins, though, over Brandon Cooks. If- Not if you're a young team and you're trying to build. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. You still want to have it. But I now that I – I don't know. I, I can see what they did. I don't know if I'd do it. We'll see if it pays I, off for them. Yeah, I can I can see what they did. They just did it in, like, a really bad way because they should have gotten a lot more for like DeAndre Hopkins. How old Hopkins. is DeAndre Hopkins? 27? Yeah, I was going to say, like, 27, I think. Yeah, he can't be too old. Yeah, he's 27. So, I suppose his next contract is probably going to be his, you know, prime contract. Yeah. yeah He'll be 28 when he signs it. It's a contract year for him. So, you know, maybe they were looking for the future. Uh, you know, like, Brandon like, Cooks is 26. Yeah. So, I don't know. Brandon Cooks is less expensive. Last year, he had 42 receptions for 583 yards with two touchdowns. Yeah, well, he was on the Rams. I don't give a shit. That's – like, they were terrible. Yeah, but what about the year before that? On the um, he had a great year. He played it. He had 80 receptions, 1,200 yards. That's freaking great. No, that's pretty good, but, man, he went down. Well, look, the Rams went down. Like, Jared Goff blows. Yeah. Dude, he's got a five-year, $80 million uh, contract. Whoa. Yeah, but he's in the middle of that. Can, How much do you I think they're going to pay DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals? $200 million? Like, <laughs> no, he's going to get, like, the, yeah, but the talent there. Backing is, up the Brinks truck. You back up the Brinks truck for DeAndre Hopkins. I probably would. If you wanted to pay for a receiver, he's the type, he's the receiver that you'd pay he's for. Literally the prototype receiver that everyone's looking for. And Brandon Cooks is, he quit in that Super Bowl with the Pats against the Eagles. Um, you can quit. 
Well, he made some, that stupid play where uh, he got concussed when he tried to hurdle. Um, oh, yeah. My, it, it, that's totally him fucking around. He got knocked the hell out. No, no, he literally, the play that he did was... He caught back. He didn't see the guy coming. It was a dangerous play. And then, well, that stupid play before that when he um, hurdled. Who was the defensive back he hurdled? He was trying to, he was balling out. It was the Super Bowl. Give him a break. But either way, I think the Texans still have a good chance at having a good offense. As long I as they have Deshaun Watson, they're in a good position. I mean, they, like, have, they have Will Fuller. They have Kenny Stills as well. So, I mean... It's not like they got to be. Yeah, they have an offense. They're more yeah, they just, out now. Yeah, it's they just Bill spread. O'Brien. <laughs> Bill yeah, O'Brien well, is like the whole issue there. <laughs> he's learning. He sucks. He had a te- he's had a terrible few years as a, both a GM and as a coach, where they'll always be competitive, but they'll never be like. Yeah. That good team. Well, it's because they're competitive because of Sean Watson because he's good. He's just. Not smart. Yeah, I mean, he'll make he'll make some crappy throws. I like I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. I, I think he's great. Yeah, I he's, think he's really good, but he will make some, the occasional bad throw. You're like, wow. Um, he's still young. That Chiefs game. Yeah, he's like 25 or something. Remember his first year? Yeah, he, he tore his ACL what his first year, his rookie year. Right? Yeah, he did. No, yeah. I, I, I want to like what that offense did. It just it, it pains me that they didn't get something better than David Johnson. It just all right. it all makes sense to me, except for what they got back from it. Well, who would you have expected in return? Some draft picks, like good just a better picks. running back. No, but more compensation. Trade. More compensation for taking on David Johnson. I wouldn't even trade it for a player. I probably would have loaded up on picks, high picks. Maybe like a just like a decent player who is just, you know, not like a difference maker or just someone you could plug a gap with. I think David Johnson's going to be a good fit there. I mean, if because he can also catch the ball, he's going from an indoor team to another indoor team. So, like, yeah, well, that's whatever. He's a running back, but yeah, I think I think he's going to fit in nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, the thing with the Texans, though, as well, um, indoor teams are always just like, I don't know, they, there's something about them that they could just fail. <laughs> they could be so good, and then they'll go outside and play a big outside game, and they'll just collapse. It's like – Is this Deshaun Watson's first, like, good-ish running back? No. He's had uh, Lamar, Lamar Miller. Yeah. Um, he had what's his face last year. Um, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Like he's had solid running backs. I just don't think that any of them have been as good as David Johnson. And I know David Johnson's struggling, but you know he's still. He kind of got the chance. Yeah. He, he kind of got the chance ripped away from him in uh, in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know why they screwed him as much as they did. I get it, like, he was injured, but I don't know. He was perfectly healthy when he came back, and they weren't even giving him the ball. It was just odd to me. Maybe yeah, they were they gave... trying to move him. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's move on to uh, our next topic, and we're making a focus onto the NBA. Uh, so what is the worst-case scenario for the NBA, and how, how long do they hold off the season for? How long is it feasible for? The well, worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, it, well, we have to go with what the worst case scenario for this whole pandemic is. Um, there are some reports saying that this could take at most a year or two to figure out, to stop the spread and such. It could take two months. It could take a, two years. So I guess worst case uh, scenario for NBA would be waiting until it's completely done. I think, well, I think the worst case scenario of how, what is the, like, the least they can do, but yet still play the rest of the season in terms of awarding a champion. Oh, so, like, what's the worst option? Yeah, and I think... I think the worst option would just be give, give the one seed with the most wins, just give them a ring. Because they could do that. No, and then- no, they, no, they wouldn't do that. 
Aren't we talking about worst case scenario? I'm I'm saying I'm saying like I think what they would do is they would play the rest of the the season in like November slash December. And no, fit, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it it was brought up. It was brought up. And they, they, and that would fuck everything up. That would like baseball year, years down the road. Oh man, I would think they would cancel it at that point. No, they would they would just shorten next year's season and then fix the season as well. So no. you play the play. You play the playoffs, and then next year you start the season again. Just at, like a month after that, after this year's like finals. Like play it in November, but, December, and then like, yeah. like they have your finals, and then like do a short off season, and then start the season up again. Yeah, right? so I'm saying it would all be fixed by the 2021 or the 2022-23 season. Yeah, so, I I know what you mean. You I think you use worst? I you well, I, two finals in six months. <laughs> I think the worst case I mean, scenario is that they stick with this horse thing, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> as long as the NHL and the NBA play these playoffs, I'm happy. I don't care when it is. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think it, well, it it needs to be played by the end of the calendar year for it to like make sense in my opinion, because you have to think, then you have free agency that's going to get completely screwed over if they don't. I think if it goes, like, too far, like, if they still can't play and it's, like, January, they could just move everything back a year. You know what I mean? I think, like, I think they – they, the season where we left off, but, I like, think, in a year. I think they'll have a plan by at least May or June of what's going to happen. Um, like – you already see reports of like these leagues saying like, Oh yeah, here's what we're going to do. Like baseball wants to go do in Arizona or NBA wants to go down to Vegas and like play there. Um, and I think there's got to be ways that they work around that. And I mean, if you're looking at uh there was a report from uh, Fauci, the guy there at the white house, the head medical expert, um, yeah. He was saying that we're on track for more normal summer, and well, that depends if the heat kills it. But we'll, we don't want to talk about that. No, no, yeah, but I'm saying that's what he's saying that we're on track for it. So if you want to look at that, take for what that's worth, um, and then hopefully all sports, you know, start up May or June. Um, I think it's. I think cool. if it happens, I think their biggest issue would be scheduling because hockey will want to start up basketball will want to start up and teams like I don't know the Bruins playing the same Bruins and Celtics both play in the same uh stadium they can figure it out I'm sure yeah but you also have a lot of I don't know if they'll even if they even if they start up I don't know if they'll bring back fans right away you know what I mean so no, they like, probably yeah. won't right away so like the Bruins could go play in the Warrior Ice Arena if they really wanted to it'd um, be really odd to see a playoff game in NHL or NBA with no fans it's yeah, really it's cool. weird. Even watching like even watching the WWE, it's like strange. Um, with no yeah. Fans. See, I'm thinking like as long as NBA has a three month off season, if not four months, I think they're good. Really? So like, yeah. I mean, I I'm looking at it. You play. Let's say you play your championship in November, right? And you finish up in November for the NBA, okay. and then you take three months off. And you start back in March, and then you play another lockout season, and then you go until, um, let's say like, like August or October, like right around there. Okay. And then it, you, uh, maybe it'd take an extra year, so you have a couple lockout seasons, but you slowly just get back into your rhythm, so it fixes itself. Oh, rather like than do, do like two short seasons, you just kind of you do the regular length, but then like shorten the off season so that it eventually moves back to where it was. Yeah, or I mean, there's a lot of talk too about the schedule being shortened as well. So they might just take this as an opportunity to shorten the season. It's just it's it's crazy because no one knows like. Yeah, I think sport, I think sports in general can get a little freaky. With their rules yeah. and shit like that, like you saw the baseball thing. If you saw the report of what they want to do, um, yeah, the two double double header seven innings with like all these like wild wacky rules. And traditionalists are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like, no, 
but I think it's kind of neat. Like they can try out all. They can just get weird. You know, they should just fix baseball first. That's an argument for a different day. But yeah. like, I think like uh, I think it's a good opportunity for sports to like really look at like what they're doing wrong, and because you know there's issues all over the league uh, or all over all leagues, should I say, of like crap that people don't like or you know things that don't necessarily work. So I think it's a good opportunity for everyone to like look at it and be like, okay, maybe we could fix this. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think it's a lot. It's, honestly, it's hard to say what the worst case scenario is because as long as they play it, I'm happy. I think most people are just like as long as they play it, they'll be happy sometimes. Yeah. You know, like what I, the, the worst case scenario is that it doesn't happen. You know. Those right, right, right. Be like, what the hell? And everyone will be upraged and outraged and all that stuff. It'll be that would suck. But yeah. I just think I think it's a good idea to see what the approach would be if you just use following seasons to adjust to this season. Yeah. Yeah. I can but that's happening. Because I, I as much as like TV or TV ratings and stuff. I really don't think it a place it, it like accounts for that much. If you have a fan of a sport, they're gonna watch that sport. Like it doesn't matter if football's on for me. I'm still gonna watch NBA at like throughout the week. Like just because I'm I'm not getting my sports full by watching football twice a week. It's that's not really how it happens for me. I, I'm gonna watch NBA, and I think that goes for a lot of people too. And not even to mention people who don't watch football and watch basketball or people who don't watch basketball and watch like MLB. I think you're good either way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hope, hopefully, you know, people are like, you'll see on social media, they'll be like, Oh yeah. Like why would I want sports without fans? It's just not normal shit. It's like, nothing's normal about this. It's like, if sports yeah. can come back in like a healthy, you know, safe, productive way, then why not bring them back? You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit if I, if they have, no fans. yeah, like Aaron judge cranks a fucking 500 foot Homer and you know, there's no one in the crowd. Like, I don't care. It's sports. It's something it's like, it's entertainment and it, you know, it, it brings back some sort of normalcy. Um, Same thing with like any other sport as well. It doesn't have to be baseball, but NBA, um, and that's why I think they want to do like they want to try different things as well, um, to just yeah try to bring back whatever. But I don't know. All right, well, uh, moving on now, let's go to uh, UFC two forty nine. So we'll touch a little bit on this, but um, earlier this week they were talking about or Dana White made an announcement talking about how they're going to open up a an island for UFC Island. UFC fights UFC to go fights. on and continue. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But hey. as of last night, uh they scrapped it and they threw it out. Uh, I, I guess it just can't scrap happen. The, what did they scrap? You can't, there's no more fights. Uh, they said U, UFC 249 will not happen on April 18th. Oh right, yeah, it'll still happen but just not in April. Right, right, right. but the original yeah, plan but, was to, Yeah, was to get plan, the islands have UFC 249 still happen on 18th. So uh, I, I, I honestly liked the idea of uh, opening up. If you have a sport where you have only – where it's one-on-one individual, yeah, like, kind of like golf. Golf, yeah. Yeah. And you need, you need the two fighters, you need a ref, and like a guy or two in each corner – then I, I think that's perfectly okay. You get the tests. If you can afford to get the test, go out and get the test. It's not like you're stealing it from anyone else, in my opinion. I think it's everyone's going to get tested at some point in their life, so might as well just get tested now, especially if it means generating revenue in order to help overcome this entire thing in UFC. Then I think it was a perfectly good sport just battling against this pandemic. Uh, I don't know. The thing think? is, so if they say UFC is one of the first sports to come back, say they do 249 at like May, May 1st or something right. like that yeah. on an island, it's the only sport on TV. Should it be pay-per-view or should they let it be free for people to watch? 
Because um, you, you know, from a money-making standpoint, that will sell through the roof. People are going to be looking for sports. They're going to have their itch. They need their fix. Like, I want to watch it just because there's nothing else on. But I don't know. Like, do I'm you think much... Dana White would be like, oh, we're going to make it free? But no, Dana White's no. an asshole. So, like, no, they should make it free. They should make it so that everyone can watch it. But I don't think. I mean, I'm sure they look at how much money they would actually make off of. Yeah. And I think that. I bet this UFC has the highest viewership since. John Jones, Daniel Cormier, I don't know, or could be Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. Like, this will have such high viewership, even though the title fight is Ferguson versus Habib. Like, it's it's still not, like, it's not as good as well-known names. Right. I think that's how much it has to do with also how much money the, um, like, broadcasters would claim from putting it on, like, regular TV. Because yeah. if the, like... It's all about profit and revenue. If they make a decision that we're going to generate this much revenue and we're going to give a certain percentage of it towards the COVID-19 fund or whatever to help make ICU beds and N95 masks or whatever, that makes sense. But if TV, like if ESPN is just like, no, we're still going to claim this percentage of it, then Dana White's going to be like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm just going to keep it pay-per-view then. And that's how it's going to be. So I can generate money. I could see it. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I just think they're going gener- to generate so much revenue. Like, even companies are going to pay for this. Like, they're going to want – this is going to be like Super Bowl ads because it's the only sporting event on TV. Everyone's going to watch it. The companies are going to want to advertise there. There's going to be, like – they're going to make so much money. It's just – this is going to be a good thing to, like, start things up. And I don't know if, like – what is it? A $60 price tag, $50 price tag on pay-per-view? Yeah, people might buy it, but I don't know. I think you'd get more viewership and you could generate more money if it was free, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because if you make it still cost $60, the amount of illegal Reddit streams goes way up. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you could just have those people watching and generating ad revenue for free. Yeah, I like I like the idea of keeping it on TV, definitely. Kind of like ESPN or something like that. I know that they they're not going to do it. That's just me wishful thinking. But you know what? It's just a it's just an argument I want to make. I think that they could do it for free and still make some good money and do a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All right. Um, is that it? Do you want to touch base, Matt? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it. I mean, it sucks that you know the the idea that he was just going to buy a fucking island. And like build that's sick. <laughs> like what? Like it, it was just so outlandish when I first saw it. I was like, really? Like Dana they would have to like use a- that island for like all the fights for the rest of the UFC. Yeah, like yeah. Dana White just bought an island and he's building like just a cage. Yeah, like it was just <laughs> it was just so out. It was such an outlandish report. I was like, this just can't be real. And then they were doing it, and then someone I don't know. Someone folks, spoke like, in his ear and was like, no, no, no. Yeah, you can't do this. Like, <laughs> but, dude, I just bought an island. <laughs> like a, it's like a coconut like, falls on one of the fighters mid-fight. Yeah. It's, like, it's like literally just a ring surrounded by greenery. And yeah. They don't, they, don't even, they don't even have the, uh, the, like, the white material for the ring. It's just like sand. I wonder if it would end up yeah. like a <laughs> Wait, It would just be like a, It's just a sand pit with a cage around it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, let's shift our focuses back towards the uh, NFL. So we have Super Bowl favorites and dark horses to make it. Uh, some pretty interesting picks by the boys, honestly, got to say. Uh, Matt, do you want to talk about yours for a little bit? Your yeah, freaking so numbskull. My, uh, my favorite, so last week I died on this hill. I'm going to die on this hill again. Um, <laughs> my favorites right now, I like the Saints. Um, Even though they haven't done shit uh, since 2009. Yeah, but you know they uh they they still have a good team. They still have Breeze at quarterback. They have a good. Oh yeah, they do. Wait, is this our favorites to lose in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah, good one. Um, I I like I like I like how they uh I like their chances honestly. Um, I think Breeze is on his last legs and I think he wants to prove that he's still a uh you know a top tier quarterback and I think he has enough weapons around him to be a good offense um 
right now their odds are at 12, plus 1,200. So who they have in front of them, 49ers, Ravens, Chiefs. So I, I could see those teams. Like, I don't think San Fran's got to be as good as they were. Um, and, you know, Ravens and Chiefs are always going to duel it out, but they, can, they both can fail at any time. We've seen it. Chiefs are going to have the Super Bowl hangover. I, can, I wouldn't put it past them, and I, I wouldn't put it past the Ravens just getting choked out in the first round again. Um, and I think I could honestly see the Saints making a deep run. You know, Sean Payne and Drew Brees go at it uh, one last time. Um, I, I mean, once again, it's a dome team, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like they're always competitive. And if, as long as Brees stays healthy and is productive – I think they, they'll have a good shot no matter what. Are you done? Sure. All right, good. Because I, I actually want to talk about teams that have missed the Bowl. So I'm going to talk – yeah, I'm going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because holy hell, there's no way that team is not the favorite right now because if you have Patrick Mahomes and good God, the weapons he has to throw to – I don't care if overrated it's tight end. Tyreek everyone thinks he has crazy weapons. All he has is Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill who boogies down the field and he just throws but, it. Like, yes. Yeah, he's a good. No, he's great. He's amazing. But everyone, everyone says he's got so many weapons. No, he is the weapon. Yeah, he but literally. He, tra- you my, think Travis Kelsey would be good anywhere else. Travis Kelsey sucks. He's overrated. No, Travis Kelsey is not overrated. Yes, he is. He's he's overrated, but he's still really good. He's a good tight end, but he's he should. They did like no, that. He's really good. He's overrated. He's, he's really, really good, good he's but really he's overrated. Good. It's hard to be both, but he's really good and overrated. I think he he is just he's not the reason the reason why I say he has good weapons is because I'm not saying each receiver is like a god. Like they're not gonna do everything that Tyree Kill does. He just has good athletic wide receivers. They can jump. And they, th- they can run fast, and that's all they need to do. They're, t- they're good-sized receivers besides Tyreek Hill, who's legit like 4'6". But he, st- <laughs> he can still jump over the rest of the building. And it's, it's just like he can throw a – it's just disgusting how accurate Patrick Mahomes can throw the ball. And even if it's off by a slight chance, whatever receiver it is can just contort their body to grab the ball, make the catch, and then just run for another six or seven yards. Eventually you're going to be you, – you'll need more – definition than this you know boogieing down the field and throwing the ball because defenses can adapt to that with game plans and you know they and I could totally see it just like not being there yet. I could see that ha- I could I could see that happening after a team wins the Super Bowl if Patrick Mahomes is not the quarterback because holy shit that dude just makes it happen I don't give a shit who their quarterback is Pat Mahomes like you can you can adjust to a game plan I don't care. Like, you can literally you just change what you do against him, and he won't be as effective. Um, and I don't. But, it's not, but, I, but you're acting like he's going to do the same thing from the the start of the game to the end of the game. Literally in the playoff for three consecutive games, you saw them change it up in the fourth quarter and come back by double digits. It's who did he crazy. Face? Texans. What? He faced the so in the first two games he faced what the Texans and the Titans. Texans, Titans. And, and then, then he faced the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't think the Texans are that good <laughs> I, since I stated this morning or earlier in the podcast. They still had a lead on them, and they, and they blew it. Yes. That, yeah. I blame that on Bill O'Brien. Um, <laughs> really? Even yeah. though Mahomes has led them, they're literally within three points of every team they've played for the past three years, and you're going to put that on Bill O'Brien. I put that one on Bill O'Brien, yeah, because you, you, you can't blow a lead like that. and. Okay, yeah, you can you can say that, but Pat Mahomes is the reason. <laughs> I put uh, I, I think it was just an utter collapse again on the Texans. You know, they had them; they were just stepping on their throat, and they did absolutely nothing with it. Yeah, um, no, I think Bill Bel- or Bill, Bill Belichick, who just uh, Bill Bill O'Brien kind of felt the pressure and and choked. But yes, yeah, I think I, that's I, why they lost that game. Um, I'm not saying I'm not taking it away from Pat Mahomes. Why do you think he felt the pressure? Um, I don't think he – because the, he saw Pat Mahomes can make plays, but what you got to do is you got to stick with a game plan, or if it's not working, change it up. He literally just – And why did he change it up? 
Because it wasn't working. You and a good coach. What do you mean it wasn't working? He was he was up twenty four points. Exactly. And then here comes the Kansas City. Their defense is starting to like strap it down a little bit. So why don't you change it up and not just keep doing what you're doing? And they tried. Remember the he was like, oh, you haven't given it to DeAndre Hopkins. They force fed it to DeAndre Hopkins, and it was an interception. He had like one catch the entire game, and it was like, um, but regardless of the Texans, um. I don't – I could see Kansas City. I, I think Kansas City is a good team, like, no doubt. But I could also see them just falling off and not doing anything. Super Bowl hangover. I just, I just see Pat Mahomes as a demigod walking into the playoffs. And he could – Patrick Mahomes could legitimately beat any – I think he could – what he did to the 49ers in the Super Bowl and come back – in that fourth quarter, I think you could do that to any team. And it's, it doesn't matter the scenario. It's just, if there's a point differential, he could just go after and get it. Granted, he's going to rely on the defense, but if there's a single person in the NFL to do it right now, it's him. And I, he's just so head and shoulders above the rest of the quarterbacks. And he has great weapons that are athletic. Then I think it's, it's a close case. I think sometimes with Pat Mahomes is, his I don't want to say his ego because he he doesn't really have much of one. But when he does like stupid plays, like some of the no look passes, and it's just like he'll like throw like a bad interception or like miss some throws, and you're just like Jesus, Pat, what are you doing? Like just if he if he just focused on that, like literally just looked at the guy, he would have made some throws like we saw in the Super Bowl when he first started out. Like some of the first throws were like Jesus, dude, like you are not looking too hot here. Probably the um, I think, I think Pat Mahomes could, you know, I think that could come back and bite him in the ass. Um, I, I, I see what you're talking about. I, I, I kind of agree with that, but I think there's some different aspects to look at that as well, because I, I could kind of see that as him trying to hype up his team a little bit. And if, if he gets that pass to go, then the rest of the team's like, holy shit, like that was fucking awesome. And yeah, but the there's a time where you've got to be smart or you just like do stupid shit like that. Um, right, and we're entering his, what, third or fourth year as a starting quarterback? Like, the dude's still 24, 25 years old. Like, it's insane. He still has plenty of room to learn and get more mature in terms of his thinking and his decisions. There's a reason but why the, there's a reason why people say, like, defense wins championships, though. Like, you can. And that's why I chose the 49ers as my favorite. Good one. Because they have a lock-up defense. <sighs> As long as they have that defense together and Bosa's still so young and just nasty, he's going to be so good. He's going to be a terror. Their defense, they still have Sherman, who's getting older, but he's still good. They just got everything. And then to go with it, their receiving core average age is like 23 years old. They have just a young core around them. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing right in his prime. He's good. They got one of the best tight ends in the league. They're just primed. And they got a high draft pick this year. Like they're gonna, they're not a high. They have a good draft pick this year. They're gonna be, they're gonna be great. They'll probably use that pick on some kind of offensive lineman. Maybe something to, maybe even something to beef up the defense or a linebacker. Who knows? But whatever they do, they just, they're just in a great position. They've retained everybody, and they're gonna go at it again. I just don't see how they're not a favorite. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that they'll be up there with a good favorite. Um, and like you said, their defense is good. Jimmy G. Defense um, was what wins championships. Like, yes. Like the thing with the Chiefs is if Pat Mahomes goes into a slump next year, they're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If Garoppolo has a rough patch. The defense on the 49ers can really hold people. We've seen that. Jimmy G hasn't been great. And he's been good enough. He's been he's had a solid <laughs> year. But, you know, I, I, if he I goes through a rough that. patch, I still think the 49ers have the defense to. I think Jimmy G's career so far. I think he he had a good rough patch through the year last year. I yeah, I, I think he did have a rough I, patch. Yeah, no, but he played well for most of the year, and then during the rough patch, you know, like middle of the season, the defense just really put it on. Like that rain game, final score was like seven three. Yeah, six three or something like that. Like that's crazy. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, well, let's go into dark horses here. Um, my dark horse is Buffalo. Um, Bills Mafia, baby. Bills Mafia. Uh, they're always – they've been competitive, and they've always given the Patriots a run for their money recently. 
Um, I hope they win the Super Bowl, but the Patriots still win the division. I could see that. Um, (laughs) Josh Allen is like – Josh Allen's pretty good. He makes bad throws every now and again, but he's electric. Um, They have Stephon Diggs. They have, you know, Shane McCoy, right? Yeah, they got Stephon Diggs. No, no, Shane McCoy is – is he on the Chiefs? They have Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary, yeah. Um, Not Mike Singletary. His his kid, the Devin Singletary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have um, what's that other kid's name? Jo- Josh Brown, John Brown, John Brown, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know Trey White's good on, great on that defense. Um, yeah. And then uh, you know I like the Stephon Diggs trade. Uh, then again, he's kind of quitter, but no, he's good. He is good. I think he is good, but I, I don't know him. Him in Minnesota was weird. Um, Cole Beasley, who's my who's a weapon. Who? Cole Beasley. Yeah, Cole Beasley. Um, and uh, the head coach there, what's his name? Um, Sean McDermott. Yeah, Sean McDermott. He's, I think he's pretty good. Uh, he seems to be yeah, like the next. Anything wrong. Yeah, I think he. All offense is trending in the right direction. Yeah. I think, I think they'll be competitive, and I think they can always, not always, but. Fan they, base, they, man. They can, they can give a little bit of a run there. Um, do I think they will win it? No. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they'll be hard-pressed. An outside shot. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be hard-pressed to win the division, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I could see them, you know, just pulling – like be a Tennessee Titans, you know, like going to the wild card and just – Yeah, maybe. So my dark horse, I don't even know if it really counts as a dark horse. I, I said Tampa Bay. Uh, Is that a dark horse? Because I think they have a real They game haven't guy. won in fucking God knows how long. Yeah, I can. Yeah, sure. Two. Um. Yeah, I mean Bruce Arians. Um. I just think that like, back there, Tom Brady. Tom um, Brady, and that they're just like ah, it's still Tampa. They're gonna suck, but they look legit now. I know. If you uh, one change and everyone's looking at him like, oh, wait a minute, these guys could these guys could go far. And you know, Tom Brady's just Tom Brady. How's that defense though? It's okay. It's not, not bad. bad, not good. Just right in the middle. So I know yeah. defense wins championships and I'm going against my I'm going like complete opposite end of the spectrum for my favorite. I said 49ers for the favorite because of their defense. And now for the dark horse, I'm basically saying the Tampa Bay have an off outside shot with Tom Brady and some crazy receivers. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'm saying is I, I, I could see him like maybe squeaking in and just doing something crazy in the playoffs, but considering no one on that team has any playoff experience besides Bruce Arians, it'd be yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you look at Brady and hit the Super Bowls that he's won recently. He's always had like a decent defense, if not a great defense. Um, so like, no, he's, he's had some bad defenses. Yeah, but when he's won the Super Bowl in recent years. Yeah, but when he won the Super Bowl, I don't know. It's an outside shot. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, he, I, I don't know. I think they have a better chance than Buffalo. Really? You don't think so? Uh, not by much. Uh, I'm just saying I think they do because they. Because they, they have Brady. Have yeah. I like I like Buffalo a little bit more just because they have an easier division. They're, what? I mean, they don't have a team like the Saints. The the Bucks. They have to right. go. They have to go up against the Saints. Uh, Panthers are not going to be bad. No, you're right. Uh, but I went with uh, good old Tennessee Titans again. Titans. Dark horse I, two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm rolling with it because like I'm. I, I, yeah, I agree. Definitely like giving Ryan Ryan Tannehill a big contract, right? Yeah, maybe he'll throw fifty touchdown yeah. passes. They, they signed Ryan Tannehill. They franchise tag Derrick Henry. All of a sudden, the Texans trade away the best offensive weapon in that division, and now they have the best offensive weapon in that division in Derrick Henry. You think Derrick Henry's going to repeat what he did the last four or five games? No, no. <laughs> I I could totally see him just sucking. <laughs> no, nah, he's a beast. He'll probably no, have another good year. He'll string together a solid year, but his turd hair. It's hard for running backs to repeat like that. 
I think I think their record is going to be better. I think they're going to they're going to shape up but their regular spread season out a little the better. production a little bit. Maybe try to limit their use of Derrick Henry in the season. To yeah, well, for the playoffs. You also, don't have, uh, you also don't have Marcus Mariota screwing up the first half of your season again this year. You know what your game plan is going into this year. Yeah, Brian Tannehill. Woo! <laughs> he played Dude, well. He, he was good. He was good. Which is weird. That's I think really he was fluke. Yeah, but it's good. It makes so you wonder I, what his career could have been like if he wasn't on the dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I honestly think, though, I chose to start the star course with the mindset that they'd get into the playoffs and maybe upset a team. I think it would be very unlikely that they make the Super Bowl or make it to the conference finals again. Just purely based on the fact that people know that Derrick Henry's a god now and they got to stack bodies in front of that dude. Yeah, put a big fat fuck right in the middle and stop him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, He's literally yeah, a good boss. But there's always – I feel like there's always that chance that he just – they just – he runs through him. He just does yeah. it anyway. He says fuck him and go, goes right through him. <laughs> He's like a better. So I, it's one thing to say how you're going to do it and plan against it, and then there's another thing to actually do it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, we're going to put a bunch of thick boys in the middle to clog this running back, who's also freakishly athletic. You know, it's it's tough. It's easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like our dark horse picks. I agree with those more than our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Thanks, All right. Uh, let's let's head back towards the NBA and talk about this. Uh, touch base on this this horse game that they're going to yeah. be doing because I I like the idea. I mean, it it keeps them relevant in a time where you can't really be relevant. Yeah. Did you ever see um, what was it in like two K NBA two K like ten or two K eleven? You could play horse. Or something like that. It was like a mini game. You could play horses yeah. like Jordan and stuff, and like you could like shoot shots off like the top of a skyscraper. It was cool. I'm thinking it's gonna huh. be like that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be. I mean, it's gonna be cool. I think it's um, like whatever. Like okay, <laughs> it doesn't get me yeah, excited. It's like it's, it's not like a real sporting event. I'm not gonna like go out of my way to watch a horse event. I'd Sorry. watch it. I'm like, it just I think. I it's like okay you see some dude like go shot for shot with these guys how are they even gonna do it they gotta like virtually live stream it uh, like you gotta have one dude in like I don't know like L A and then one dude in Boston they gotta like mark up like where they are like how does this no no, no. so they have two different brackets and the first bracket is like Zach Levine uh, Mike Conley a WNBA Hall of Famer a WNBA current player and then I think like a WWE Hall of or not WWE an NBA Hall of Famer so how are they how are they going to do this like do they, like a, they I meet? think they're all just going to they're all just going to be in a gym together and they're all just playing and how does that but so that compares to why wouldn't they just look for Bringing the entire NBA back if they're going to have these people meet up anyway. Okay, bringing six or seven people together with a camera crew is a lot different than an entire NBA game with coaching yeah, staff, I, benches, I'd rather have them on the court, their, referees. I'd rather have them invest their time, energy, and money into Time, energy, and money. Dude, they, have, they literally need one basketball, a court with some lights on, and 14 people. Yeah, but I also – I'd much rather have them invest whatever that takes – so bringing actual sports back. That's like could, saying, what? Like, I could care like, less like, about horse. <laughs> this takes nothing. Like all they, they're just throwing it together to give people something to watch. It's not going to, it's not it, but it's like, out of their budget. It's not like this is pushing back the start of the NBA season. They're no, just, but it's just like, it, yeah. it, literally it doesn't matter at all. It's no, like, it but it's something to watch. I, I think it's just a, it's like a virtual, like, it's like one of those, like, simulation games. Like, you know, like the NASCAR virtual or, you know, like the NBA virtual brackets or whatever. It's like, okay, like, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't really, it doesn't take be a entertaining and I, I will watch it. Yeah, it's just, it's just meant to be something on the TV. Uh, the, 
and you know what? NBA is trying to keep their name relevant because I guarantee if if they were like doing what you're saying and start the season up in two weeks, I guarantee you they'd get fucking ridiculed for it. Yeah, they would get a slap across the. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I like the idea. I like the idea definitely. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Trey Young. What you're talking about, though, Matt, with the negative look. Yeah, it's like, all right, you want to practice these social distancing? Let's bring a camera crew and like these fucking people. Like, how? Okay, so who's going to be the the Hall of Famer? Uh, they they announced the list. Uh, I don't so know. In front of let's say it's like, I don't know. Give me someone who's in there. Like, uh, you know, that's a stupid example. I don't want to go down that road. You were gonna say someone old and yeah, crazy. it's like okay, yeah, like oh, we're putting him at risk, but they obviously want to do that. I can't really say that, but um, I don't know, like it, I get what you're saying. I mean, it is what it, I mean. Yeah, it like, is what it is. It is what it is, and I'll watch it. A lot of people will probably watch it. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah. think you know. You watch ESPN. They're like, oh my god, they bring a back horse. It's like, okay, gives a shit. Like, <laughs> did they bring? Did they finish their two K tournament yet? Uh, uh, watch it. They finished the first round, I think. Was it good? It no, was basically just, just a bunch of NBA players talking and people getting blown out in two K. Yeah, a lot of blowouts. Uh, so, yeah. Let's let, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we'll touch base on WWE really quickly because they just had WrestleMania go down. Um, Biggest sporting event in the last month. Yeah, right. Uh, what, what what do you give this for a grade as a whole? It's April. <laughs> um, what would I give it a grade? Probably a B, B plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was entertaining as fuck. Um, I liked what they did. I thought some of the matches were actually good because. Um, you know, obviously you want to have that hype, you know, when, like, Edge comes out and you're like, oh, yeah, like, the crowd goes crazy. Um, or, like, when Drew McIntyre won the championship and there was, like, there was no cheers. But, like, I thought it gave you an interesting perspective, like, just what these people do. You know what I mean? Like, you have Kevin Owens who jumped off the WrestleMania sign onto um, – uh, Cole, help me out. Um, who do you face? The Monday Night Messiah. Help me out. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And, like, so he landed on him, and he went through the table, and you hear, like, Rollins, like, laying on the ground, like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking wheezing. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you could hear the punches, and I, I thought it was pretty entertaining, and then them, like, shit-talking each other. Um, it, was, it was one of the Usos. He, like, kicked Kofi in the face with the ladder. And he was like, right off the face, smash your face like a pancake. <laughs> it was like, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, but I thought the matches were pretty well done. Even like the graveyard and the Firefly funhouse thing was entertaining as hell, even though it was weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I gave it a C, C plus at best. Um, uh, I'm the best way I describe my favorite type of wrestling, like there's the entertainment aspect, like that firefly house thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And sure, but I'm not about it. I'm more about the best example is undertaker, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 and 26. Yeah. You're a traditionalist. That's like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my type of wrestling. And it's like, Which is I, yeah, I, I would rather turn off my TV than to watch that firefly house thing again. I think that was so stupid. And then you look at the match with um, uh, Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre, and it's it it, it sucked. It was I, bad. I think, yeah, it, think, you you look at what happened in that match. It was finisher, and then it was suplex, suplex, finisher, 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 finisher. Yeah. It was, it was that that is horrible writing for or horrible anything for a match. I think Brock Lesnar's why like insanely boring to watch as is, you know, with this suplex. He's just he's just a big dude who does big dude stuff, and it's like okay, that's what he is. But I at some yeah. point it's like you need you need to give him some charisma. <laughs> like, well, I, and he's he's horrible at selling. 
Yeah. He's he's good when he attacks someone, but F5-ing someone four times in a match, and that's pretty – and suplexing him twice, it doesn't really show off anything. I think he's a, ju- I think he's a junk champion, um, which, I mean, I, don't, I get why WWE is, like, sells him hard because he's just a big dude who's dominant. But, like, I, he's just – I think he's a junk wrestler. And, oh, I do too. And But, look – so that's that's one match, right? I'm not even going to talk about the Firefly match because that wasn't a, even. It, it, I get the concept, but it was in my opinion, like poorly done. Like you could have represented past WrestleManias in a lot better way. Yeah, like past wrestling moments. Uh, Edge, Randy Orton, probably the best match of the night. But still, at some points, I got bored and was looking down at my phone. I think right? the thing with that match, if it wasn't, if it was like a false count anywhere. Where you're not just seeing a dude stand around for like seven seconds, and the announcers weren't even talking. Like when yeah. I blame that, I blame that more on WWE production than I do on Edge and Randy Orton. Like I oh, I don't blame it on them at all. I don't blame it on Edge and Randy Orton. Like I Edge think it on top. What's that? Yeah, it sh- it shouldn't have been a forty minute match. That's for damn sure. Yeah, forty minute match is way too long. Cut that down to twenty five thirty, and the quality is higher. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Okay, cool. Probably would have been better if there was a championship involved there. Otis Dolph Ziggler. That was a stupid match for a girl's heart. Yeah. Uh, that tag team match with, I don't even know the names of the, the, the was it the raw one? Yeah. The street the, um, brawlers or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those dudes. Did you see the raw, yeah. the raw afterwards? They did. No. Um, they did three matches with that team. They did three consecutive yeah. matches with them. Like, wow. just random team. It was so bad. <laughs> um, it, it's just like, it's like the quality of the matches just wasn't good. It didn't seem like there was actual tension when people were wrestling. And it just like, it, the, no one sold anything. It kind of just seemed like, the, the person who sold the most was Edge, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens. And I you want think- to watch? Because those people are the best people in the company. They're some of the best people in there. The ladder match was pretty good for the uh, tag team championship with John Morrison, Uso, and um, Kofi. I thought that was pretty entertaining. I mean, yeah. I, they did what they could, giving a shitty situation. I think they, they did it pretty well for what they were given. Um, so I, I don't really blame them for it. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. Um, yeah. And then the last, the match with Goldberg and Braun Strowman. Yeah, say what you want. The fact that they had to replace Roman Reigns with Braun Strowman, it sucks. And it probably messed some stuff up. Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns probably have the same amount of selling capability and, and charisma in the ring. They probably have the same amount, if not right around the same amount. Braun, as- Braun Strowman's a baby face, though. So it's like, people love him. He's, what I don't get is that he, like he'll he'll get killed by Lesnar and Wyatt, and then Goldberg will beat Lesnar and Wyatt, but will lose to Strowman. So it's like the writing was just weird. And yeah, I it's there, I get Goldberg can't keep up and hit re, he's retiring. So it's like, yeah, fine, but Goldberg's retiring. Yeah, oh, it was okay. it was basically to write him off. Yeah. Yeah, I just it was just poor writing in my opinion of WrestleMania. I think they they could get away with it, but they don't want to put it on any of their advertisements. Yeah, no. No. All right. All right. Uh let's go back to NFL. So which AFC North team? So Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals has the most to prove with this upcoming season. Ravens. And what are your and what are your overall predictions? For this That's for that a, division, yeah, like so, most to prove, yeah, Oof, it's got to be, it's got to be, be Baltimore. Browns. No, like the Browns. Most to prove, Baltimore. Think about most to prove. Baltimore has proven that they can do. Baltimore, Baltimore has proven that they can go to the first round of playoffs and get smoked. That's all they've proven. It was a, it was a fluke game. They proved, yeah, two years boom. in a row. What do they have to prove next year that they can do that they it again? Can be, they can consistently be good in the regular season and carry it through the playoffs if they think. Yeah. That's what they have to prove next year. Yes, and I think that's okay. – Okay, so hold on. What do the Browns have to prove next year? Um, 
that they're that having. they have to fucking make it to the playoffs. I think, yeah. I think, I think the Ravens have more at stake. Um, Why? Just because if the Browns blow this season too, the wheels are falling off. Yeah, but the Browns are the Browns are always like that. So it like it. No, it, I'm just saying they have the most approved. I'm not saying that they're the best. I'm not saying that they're gonna. I'm just saying that they have the most approved. That's what this question's about. They have the most approved. The Steelers had a good team around them. They just had quarterback woes. So they only really they the slate the slate's kind of blank for them. They just have to they have to go through with this new team that they have around them and do what they're gonna do. Um, the Bengals are the Bengals. <laughs> they have no expectations unless they so, get Joe Burrow. Even then, their expectations are small. Like you know, they they have a lot to do. I I, st- I feel like the team that has the most approve is the Browns because. They have had this hype train around them. Everyone's saying that they're the future of the NFL. They have Miles Garrett wants to be the all-time sack leader. They have two nasty receivers. They got young talent everywhere. They got running backs. They just haven't put it together. And I feel like if that that pressure is building, that if they don't put it together this year, then that's it. So that's all I'm saying is they have to they have to do this year what they have been unable to do. Whereas the Ravens just have to get close to what they did last year. No, I, no, I see what you're coming from. That's awesome. I'm riding with the, the most approve. I'm riding with the Steelers with the most approve. Really? Dude, ben I, Roethlisberger, who's close to – he's on the wrong side of 30. He's Like, okay, everyone last year, whenever the Steelers' name came up, everyone, the thing that everyone said was they're making the most of what they got, and people were impressed that they won as many games with a – third string quarterback and offensive weapons down or whatever right well they're good people were impressed that they did right right right. now imagine this is what i think they have the most improved because like if they welcome all those offensive pieces back and their quarterback back as well but there's no improvement then they look like a joke because then they wasted all this time on ben roethlisberger when they could do it with a third string quarterback i suppose i see what you're saying like they they have to prove that they're better they have to say that right. they have to prove that last year was because of the injuries and not because they suck. Right, exactly. I, the, the team I would go with second would probably, probably be the Ravens just because I could not imagine them losing to, a, to another Tennessee Titans team. That would be disgusting. They have to prove that they can win the playoffs. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Steelers. I think if they walk in and they win the same amount of games, if not less, and still remain a healthy team, then they look like kind of a joke. Um, you guys want some uh, semi-breaking news? Sure. Yeah, sure. MLB is considering radical realignment for the 2020 season, Grapefruit League and Cactus League. So that's there. So it wouldn't be any more NLAL. It would just be – so, like, how about this? A New York, the New York Yankees, and the Philadelphia Phillies in the divisional rivals. So that's their spring. Their spring training is divvied up into two things, into two groups: this Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Oh, okay. So they want to do that instead of doing like NLAL. So they want to be an AL East. They would just be Grapefruit. <laughs> Interesting. That's that's very weird. The Where'd socks the grapefruit and braids. And the cactus come from? Huh? Where'd the grapefruit and the cactus come from? I have no. Um, Florida and Phoenix. That it? Okay. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what they want to. Yeah, they have the grapefruit league north, sure south, and east. Huh? Are you sure it's not an orange and it's a grapefruit? No, it's grapefruit league and cactus league. That's. I thought Florida was known for their oranges. Maybe, but Apparently I don't. I don't quite. Know. Grapefruits too. All right, cool. You guys never had a grapefruit? <laughs> no, I've never had a grapefruit, actually. They're pretty good, but they're really bitter. They have an All right, so. Supposed to put sugar on them, right? Sugar's Mike, let's, uh, Mike, let's bring us home with um, – <clears throat> let's bring home some uh, what you're worth. To, to oh, yeah, week. so I got two goodies here. Um, so my first one is an NFL player. He's got a he got a six year one hundred and forty million dollar contract with ninety million guaranteed. Who is this? NHL? No, this is NFL. 
Six year. Massive, massive contract. Hold on, go over it again. Six year. Six year, one hundred and forty one million, ninety million guaranteed, and it expires in twenty twenty five. And his stat from last year was that he got eight and a half sacks. What? Negative. Khalil Mack. Matt's going with Khalil Mack. Um. Aaron Donald. Aaron no. Donald. When was the when was the contract? Was it just made this off season? Um. It was last year. No, it was last year or two years ago. Oh God. Um. Yeah, I'll go Aaron Donald. It was Khalil Mack. Yeah. All right. We got our first good we got our first correct guess. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Hundred it was what? an extension. He originally made like a hundred million and then signed like a twenty five million dollar extension or something like like he signed a big extension when he went to the Bears. Yeah. Wow. Matt, did you look it up? No. Good guess. Yeah, I, he only knew, I knew it was some defensive player who had like a fat contract and it was clear. Yeah. And he only had only, eight and a half sacks last year. That's crazy. Yeah, Holy he had 12 and a half. He's, he's a beast. I know he produced in other ways, but it's just an odd thing. Like, he gets paid so much money, and he's going to be great for the next couple of years. But last year was just kind of an outlier. There were rumors that they wanted to trade him. Yeah, well, screw him. Keep him. He's, you're paying him $150 million. You might as well keep him. Yeah, they can't really trade that. Yeah. A lot of that money. All right, and now this one's a little bit more challenging. Um, yeah, this I'm is a player that you guys both know. Uh, I guarantee it. But he got a seven-year, $42 million contract. That's pretty dang big for NHL terms. Seven-year, $42 million. And it ends in – I didn't write it down, but I think it, 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 he's got like five years left on it. In the last, so not this year that got caught off, but in the last full season that he played, he had 20 points and only scored six goals. Um, oh, my God. Where's he? So. Matt, what are you looking at? I'm trying to think. No, you're not. You're Googling. No, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Give me – um. Give me a hint. Um, he won a Stanley Cup. God, I don't. I don't know NHL players like at all, but or NHL contracts. You know, you probably know this guy. Is he a big name? Yeah, he was, and he still kind of is. Not really a big name, but you know the name. When did when when was this signed? Uh, two or three years ago. Bergeron. Final guess. He did win a cup. Yeah. He was. On, he was. I'll give you a hint. He played with Bergeron. Um. So you play for the Bruins. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a goalie because you're a cuck. And no, you just put no, goal. like a, six goals. <laughs> six goals. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> was he – In a full season, he played He played 79 games. He scored six oh goals. My. Was he on that 20 – um? Is that 20-2011 team? Yep. He's still playing. Got a huge contract after 2013. I, I've, I've thrown in the towel. Um, hold on. Noise, I made all this. I, I what? What, uh, what division? Get off your phone, motherfucker. <laughs> Not on my phone. I'm on Twitter, actually. Um, <laughs> what What division? What do you mean? Is it, or a conference, whatever. That he's in currently? Yeah. He's in the West. The West. 
Um, did he play for the uh, the Kings? Yes. What the hell is his name? Uh, <laughs> Lucic. Is it Lucic? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're I good. Say, I was going to say Johnny Boychuk, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's got a big contract, too. Oh. I'll take the L. I'll take the L today. All right. Well. All right. Well. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. Well. So you've got your two thank you guys. Guesses. What's that? Matt's got the two first correct guesses for what's your worth. Yeah. Yeah. Both in the same same was episode, week three. Was it was it some divine intervention? We we'll find out. Yeah. All right, boys. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, yeah, I guess that concludes uh, this week for sportsmanlike conduct. So thank you guys for uh, listening, watching, whatever, whatever you want to go with, and uh, be sure to listen next week. New episode. Peace out. Peace.